Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. You're listening to the Bears Brothers podcast and postgame show, the place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready, because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Moriano, and I have an exclusive and special episode for you today. Recently, I was selected to receive a Bears hoodie and Bears flag that has been transformed for Hispanic Heritage Month into what is called an animal mystico, or what the art is, alabrijes, basically colorful art that represents mythical creatures. And this interview that you're about to hear is from the artist himself, Chema Scandal, who is a graphic artist from Mexico City. He talks about his upbringings, what went into making the Bears mascot look the way it does, and why the Chicago Bears and Miller Lite teamed up in the first place to make the Bears mascot into an animal mystico. With that said, here's my interview with Chema Scandal. Hello. Hi, Chema. Yes. Hi, this is Nicholas Moriano from the Bears Brothers. Moriano? Yes, Nicholas Moriano from the Bears Brothers. How are you doing today? Oh, good. I'm good. Good. That's awesome. Uh, I'm glad to have you on to do this uh, phone interview. It's uh, exciting to have you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't want to take up too much of your time. So do you just want to get... What was that? For a podcast? Yeah, a Bears-oriented uh, Bears podcast. Yes, sir. So might as well just get started so I don't take up too much of your time. But uh, Chema, could you That's give okay. yeah, mm-hmm. Chema, could you give us a, a brief background about yourself to give the listeners of the Bears Brothers podcast an understanding of who you are? Sure. Um, hello, uh, my name is Chema Scandal. That's my graphic artist name. Um I am from Mexico City originally, and I live in Chicago now. Uh, as a graphic artist, I, I do a lot of uh, printmaking, uh, a lot of prints. I've been doing murals and uh, illustrations, basically. Gotcha. And you've been living in Chicago for how long now? I moved to Chicago in 2011. 
Uh, almost seven years now, yeah. And how has that transition been for you from going from Mexico City to Chicago? Uh, well, uh, Chicago is a very welcoming city, uh, especially for the arts. And uh, and well, I moved here uh, because uh, my girlfriend was is from here, so oh, <laughs> yeah, gotcha. that was a, a good reason. Yeah, that is a good reason. Go where the girlfriend's at for sure. So, Chema, I believe that everyone has a story of how they got into whatever their passion is. For me personally, one day I was just watching ESPN about NFL topics and saw a man by the name of Field Yates, and I reached out to him on Twitter. And after receiving an email from him um, how he got into the sports journalism business, I was fully committed to being a sports journalist. Uh, going into my sophomore year at Iowa. So, Chema, where did your passion to become a graphic artist come from? My passion, I think, comes from uh, looking at a lot of uh, books my mom uh, had when I was uh, growing up in, in, actually in Puebla, which is a small city out of Mexico City. And I got a lot of inspiration from the you know illustrations and uh, some encyclopedias we had, so uh, I think that uh, got me into drawing a little. And then my dad, he he actually noticed uh, how I was enjoying doing it, uh, so he brought more art books and uh, you know like uh, artists specifically. Uh, what I remember, Rubens and of course uh, Jose Guadalupe Posada. So I I was having a lot of uh, exposure to to this kind of uh, of artistic materials and I I basically grew up with with that. Gotcha. And and these books that your mom would have. What I mean, what kind of books were they? Were they just like coloring books or what kind? Uh, we had a lot of uh, well, I remember an encyclopedia. Uh, we had. Uh, like uh, fairy tales and uh, you know like uh, children books, uh, but the the illustrations and the the art was very very nice, very appealing, and uh, I I remember there were a lot of different uh, illustrators, um, so I I could see the different styles and uh, the way they were working with uh, different techniques, you know. So I I think uh, I I really enjoyed that and also my 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 mom she's a biologist but okay. uh, she also paints uh, not as a professional artist but she exposed us to to you know play to with the acrylic paints and uh, of course chalk and uh, oil so we were having fun but also we were experimenting. Gotcha. Materials and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's awesome. So, Chema, since this is a podcast, people are obviously going to listen to our conversation. So, I'm going to challenge you to describe what your artwork looks like for someone that has never seen your art, or for the person that may be in an art gallery, maybe walking the streets of Chicago, or just looking up art on the internet. How can they distinguish your work from someone else's, and basically say? That right there, that's Chema's work. How would you describe what your work is like? Uh, well, that was a, 
a question or a challenge for my illustration professor in, mm-hmm. in college uh, asked us to, to describe our, our work too. And uh, I was uh, uh, studying it 11 years ago at mm-hmm. the UNAM in Mexico City. And I think uh, my generation is uh, was very very influenced by digital art. So I took a step out of that, uh, you know, like the I would say a lot of cold illustration uh, patterns, and uh, I went back to doing everything by hand. So I called my my teacher and I told him uh, my technique was called the uh, uh, dirty technique, which translates something like a, a technica cochina. <laughs> and and I'm saying this because I I really enjoy doing a, a lot of work in ink inking, and uh, and then I was using the computer. So my work is. Pretty, uh, I would say um, it has a lot of errors, uh, a lot of uh, imperfections, if you want, but it's a raw style. So if you see my work, uh, it, it's pretty similar to a print, to a release print, uh, but it has a lot of um, uh, movement and a lot of texture and. Uh, well, basically, it's like a handcraft too. That's interesting. There's a lot of components that go into it, and some of those things it, are Caribbean and Jamaican tunes. That's also something that's prevalent in your work as well, correct? Yeah, I really enjoy the Caribbean and Jamaican music, so I try to to mix it with my with my graphic work. And you also do uh, artwork on various types of masks. Is that correct? On what? Sorry. On masks, like uh, Lucha Libre masks? Uh, not really. Well, I, I started using a mask. Okay. Uh, and then I I designed my own mask. So I had uh, them done for me uh, in Mexico City, yeah. Okay. And uh, every time I go, I try to to have a new one because uh, I, I know this uh, ex-wrestler who became a mask maker, and he's uh, the one that has been uh, manufacturing them for me. Okay, I see, I see. So you're also big into wrestling? Yeah, I like. I really like uh, Lucha Libre. Uh, mostly it's, uh, you know, uh, the visuals, and it's a very graphic uh, mm-hmm. culture, all the, the, the stuff that surrounds uh, the actual sport. Yeah, for and, uh, sure. and Mexico is uh, pretty popular, so I I really enjoyed the the process of how they used to make uh, the big big posters, and um, and of course all the colors and you know different patterns and the, the whole idea of uh, having this Jing uh, Jang the good versus the evil, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and Chema, let's go into why we we are having this conversation in the first place. Miller Lite sent me this awesome one-of-a-kind Bears hoodie and a giant flag that is currently hanging up in my room next to my Bears flag and my Iowa Big Ten 10K shirt. 
but this flag that I got, it looks amazing. And it was it's made in your version of what the Bears mascot, but as an animal mystico. Um, first, yeah. what was the reasoning to transforming the Bears mascot into an animal mystico for Hispanic Heritage Month? Well, it was invented by, by yeah, by Miller Lights and as a co-production with the Bears and. Uh, this project uh, became as a mainly as a celebration um, to celebrate the the, the fans, you know the because the Latino the Latino fans and the sports fans in general they are super passionate and uh, and we wanted to give them a little back so uh, they invited us to to make this project and. Uh, I think it worked out well. Yeah, no, it definitely did. I mean, it's an amazing, uh, you know, just design that you have here. And I'm looking at it right now, and I see what looks like scales slash feathers, various shapes such as ovals, circles, triangles, all sizes. And to me, it just looks fierce and like a mythical creature that is the Chicago Bears. So where did your inspiration come from to make the Bears mascot look the way it does? Well, the animal is mystical. Uh, it comes from a, a handcraft from Oaxaca called Alebrije. And uh, Alebrije is, uh, well, in Oaxaca and but Mexican culture, they represent uh, uh, power, uh, courage, and strength. And we wanted to, to portray that into the, the mascot of, uh, of course, of uh, American football, right? Mm-hmm. They are super tough and... Uh, uh, but we wanted to to mix it with the the you know the all the details and the uh, fantastic uh, features that have those uh, those animals. So we we as you said uh, we we put scales on it and also like uh, uh, feathers and some patterns that are like uh, magical, but still uh, it looks like uh, the 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 bear wheel now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it looks amazing. A lot of uh, our fans from the Bears Brothers, they're, you know, wanting to see, you know, where they can get something like that. But how long did that mascot take to, uh, you know, complete? Uh, the whole project uh, took us uh, around uh, two months. Two uh, months? Yeah, like two months from, uh, you know, uh Having meetings with the with the with the staff and uh, ping pong and some ideas, uh, and then of course uh, I was uh, proposing some sketches, sending them over, and then having meetings uh, because we wanted to t- to keep uh, the, the, especially the colors of their teams uh, mm-hmm. uh, pretty similar, right? Alebrijes uh, use a lot of. Uh, very colorful and uh, neon fluorescent uh, uh, from uh, different uh, palettes, but uh, we decided to to stick to to the team's colors. Okay, and what was what was the most challenging part of making this design, if there was a challenge? Yeah, well, the whole thing was a challenge, uh, especially trying to to translate the. The graphic into the the produced uh, hoodie. 
Because uh-huh. we weren't sure how to to make the the actual hoodie. Uh, as you know, the as you've seen it, the mm-hmm. the bird comes into into your head when when you put the hoodie on, and uh, we wanted it, it to be uh, still like a bird, and also uh, you could look at it, but. Uh, uh, we weren't sure if uh, we we needed to to complete the whole face of the bear, or we could uh, just uh, use a, like a regular hoodie, like it, it came at the end. Mm-hmm. So, um, and and we were also thinking about uh, adding some patterns, you know, to the probably the chest and uh, on the back of the hoodie. But at the end, we decided to just use the the main. Uh, part of a head yeah and it definitely works i really i'm really thankful for that hoodie it looks amazing and are fans going thank to, you yeah no thank you are fans going to be able to see this version of the bears mascot anywhere obviously i know what it looks like but i'm just curious if the bears plan on unveiling your artwork anytime soon well the campaign is already on mm-hmm. uh, i think it, it has been uh live for over one week now, and uh, there are some billboards in the city. Oh, nice! Uh, some I've seen that uh, some bus stops, and I think uh, they were going to do some uh, smaller uh, billboards for the public transportation. That's but great. Yeah, for now, yeah, for now the flag and the hoodie is just for for big fans like you. Oh, that's awesome! Are Pete now? With that being said. Like I've told you, like I said earlier, some fans are reaching out. They're saying they need to get this flag. They need to get this hoodie. Will any of that go on sale at any point? I'm not sure. Right now, the, it's just like uh, an experiment for this month. And uh, I know they were giving away some uh, some boxes with the like the kids mm-hmm. uh, you got. I think they they were just being chosen uh, online. Uh, and they were asking people to use uh, the hashtags uh, Hispanic Heritage Month mm-hmm. and uh, a Mirror Light. Yeah, yeah. And I've already shared it plenty of times. And that's why people are asking me, oh, where do I get this stuff? But, you know, we'll see what ends up happening there. And, Chema, since we are on the topic of the Bears, um, mm-hmm. I assume that you're a fan? I'm a fan of, yeah, of, uh, of the team, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, what do you think of this team being three and one right now? Uh, they they had a big win last week. Uh, what do you think of this team right now? Well, I think uh, they they have very good chances to to advance, and uh, uh, for me, the the very important part of a of a team like Verse is the following and the, mm-hmm. all the the backing that that people give to to, to them. So uh, for me, it's like an energy. Of course, the, the players are on the field, but the fans and the supporters are probably more important. Yeah, those those fans, they're very passionate about their Chicago Bears football and, you know, seeing the yeah, Bears last, win. Last Sunday, last Sunday, people were just tweeting about it and, they were going crazy yeah. before the before the game, so it was it was pretty nice to see that 
especially online. I was following them, and mm-hmm. it was pretty nice to see the reactions of people. Oh, yeah, and I was actually at that game on Sunday. People were having a just an amazing time at the game. And speaking of fandom, uh, what's the fan base like in Mexico for the NFL? Fan base, uh, I would say the Cowboys. Okay. Dallas is a, is a very big team over there. It's a big following. And I actually think they have uh, they have played over there a couple games in the season. I don't know. Yeah, they do. They schedule one game uh, each year to be played in Mexico City, and the big one this year is the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Rams, who are both undefeated. So I'm sure that okay. yeah, so I'm sure that the fans there they're going to be you know open to seeing a very good game. But so I don't want to keep you much longer, Chema. But going back to your artwork, what mm-hmm. do you have planned in the future? Are there any important shows? their artwork will be featured in, or are you currently working on another piece? What do you have planned? Well, I'm, I I do a lot of uh, um, independent projects, so I am always uh, looking for, for new stuff, and also they, they are uh, contacting me, especially bands, uh, music bands, uh, and different, uh, different clients. Uh, I I usually uh, post all of my work on, uh, online, and uh, you can find me as uh, Chema Scandal on social media. And uh, and yeah, I'm working on a on a solo show for next year, 2019, which is going to be uh, backed by a by a very well known gallery here in Chicago. So we're still talking about it, but we. I'm working on that. Gotcha. And so that's going to ha- happen early uh, 2019, you said? Pardon me? That's going to happen in 2019? Yes. Thank you. Well, you know, Chema, I just want to thank you so much for coming on and giving your insight on how you made that amazing Bears logo and just, you know, giving some insight about your life, how you got into, you know, the passion of being a graphic artist. Uh, just want to thank you very much for being on with me. No, thank you for having, uh, having me and the, uh, I'm very uh, very glad to be with you and all the best for for the podcast and of course the team. All right, Gemma, you have a great night. You too. Thank bye. you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that exclusive interview with Chema Scandal. Again, follow him on Instagram at Chema Scandal. That's C H E M A S K A N D A L. You could see what Chema Scandal's artwork actually looks like and he has a bunch of posts on there so make sure to give him a follow and also make sure you check out the rest of the content that comes out this week and next week leading up to the bears matchup against the dolphins until next time bear down chicago bear down, bear down, bear down.